0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Govs on the Go Alumni Edition, a podcast featuring alumni from the College of Arts and Letters here at Austin P State University. My name is Dr. Buzz, and I'm the host of the podcast. I'm also the dean of the college. Today, I'm talking with Mike Andrews, who graduated from Austin P in 1985. Is that right, Mike? Yeah. yeah.
1: And then I went back and got
0: my certification in 92. In 92. Well, Welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm honored. Yeah, this is, um, you know, I was also uh, a graduate of college from the 80s, so we probably have a lot in common. So it's going to be fun to talk to you about um, your experiences here in Tennessee. Cool. So let's give everybody a life update before we start to tell your story. Where are you? What's going on?
1: Um my wife and I we live out here in Cunningham Tennessee. Um I teach at uh, Montgomery Central Elementary School. Um I've been a working artist for pretty much all my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I um I'm just having a good time. It's pretty nice. I've got the best of all worlds, you know. My work is wonderful. I, I have the opportunity to create from time to time. My wife and I have been together since high school, and we've got three kids, and so
0: um, I'm pretty blessed. Yes, and we will talk about the educator part of your life. We'll talk about the artist part of your life, but we're going to go back um, because, uh, as you told me, you actually were born on the East Coast in in Baltimore, Maryland, Um, but you made it to Clarksville like so many other people, because of the uh, your, your dad and his connection to the military. Can you talk a little bit about your early memories of Clarksville? Oh, um,
1: we moved to Fort Campbell when I was about 15, 14, 15. So I've been here ever since. But uh, yeah, uh, as a kid, we lived eight years in Germany. Um, we traveled a lot. Uh, it was kind of a really terrific life a little nomadic but
0: yeah not. so do you think that in in terms of uh, just um uh, being having that military connection and and being uh, on the move like that did did that help you in in many ways develop in, into a certain type of person because of probably you had to meet a lot of different other kids along the way
1: yes um yeah Being an army brat, you really kind of have to know how to to meet new people and to kind of go with the flow is uh, kind of just making the best of each move and things like that. But one of the things that I remember the most um, as a kid and the advantage that I had being somebody that, that... was overseas a lot was um i was the youngest of four and my mother would take me to museums and to uh, cathedrals and all kinds of wonderful places and so i i think that was a big part of my schemata my life experience i think that kind of directed me as far as that goes um in the, to the arts now um i've always been kind of a loner uh i love doing my art. And, and I've done that ever since I was, goodness, uh, eight years old. I think that was when I first took an art class.
0: And so, well, you know, a lot of kids get exposed to art at a young age, but not many people continue it. When did you have a, a sense of this is something I like to do, or I like to create things? Uh, when When did you get a feel for that?
1: um it's funny you say that I went to visit my mom in Germany uh last month and um and she was saying you know that I was one of those lucky ones I always knew what I wanted to do Mm. so um I always loved working with my hands uh whenever I had time I would play with something mud clay rocks (laughs) just whatever I could find
0: So early on, you sort of um, got this this feel for and 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 I sometimes I wonder, is that uh, cultivated? Is that is that something that people along the way have, um, you know, found or do you think that it's inherent in terms of just your spirit, your soul kind of needed to express? And and this is the outlet for it. I think kind of.
1: Both, um, I think it was just something that was in me, and uh, and I had encouragement, and you know, my parents were good with it, kept me out of trouble, so that was always.
0: <laughs> with the youngest <laughs> one, they they just let's just let him go and do what he wants to do. <laughs>
1: Pretty much, yeah, yeah, and that wasn't causing trouble, so it was good.
0: <laughs> that's always as a and now you know as a parent, that's the key thing. Yes. yes. <laughs> so um, you moved here to Clarksville and uh, you were probably in the high school age. Um, again, kind of did you, were you in art classes? Were you uh, what kind of things were you doing in high school?
1: Um, well, yeah, I I took as many art classes as I could. In fact, my senior year, I think I had three sessions of art. But out at Fort Campbell, they have just wonderful facilities and supplies and things like that. And Kathy DePriest was my teacher, and um, she encouraged me to create. Uh, I, you know, it it was a wonderful experience because before that, we didn't really have art in elementary school and middle school so much. But uh, when I came here, I had that opportunity to to take the art classes so that was that was nice so i always did things on my own before that Mm -hmm. Um, and also another thing that was really nice about being an army brat um every post that we went to had these wonderful craft shops and they would have classes and so i learned how to do uh, jewelry casting lapidary work um you know played with clay just you know, whatever we wanted to, it was amazing. It was wonderful. Wow! So, so that was even before high school. So, mm-hmm. when I went to high school and I saw all these other opportunities and possibilities and the history, and it just kind of opened up the world.
0: So, um, tell us how you got how you got to Austin P. Why Austin P. I always like to find out. Uh, why Austin P. and and then why you you decided upon the major. I mean, obviously, you've sort of found this love, but, you know, sometimes people will decide, to, um, I need to major in business, and then, you know, hide this, kind of suppress this, you know, uh, love of something else, and it just comes bubbling back up. Yeah,
1: um, well, Kathy DePriest, she was a student of Olin's, and in '79, we went to Austin P. and I met Olin, and I just thought the world of him. I thought he was wonderful, and um, and decided that's you know I wanted to work with him. Um, so Kathy introduced me to him. Uh, I met him. He, he was just such a warm person, um, talented, and uh, then. I took some of his classes and I was like, oh my gosh, he's messing with my head. I don't know what he's thinking about. What is going on here? And then I finally realized he was just trying to get us to think. So he would uh, he would have these wonderful conversations with us. And, um, and it really kind of opened us up to finding ourselves. Mm. And I always loved that. And then I finally figured out what it was about. And, and then it was... You know, you he, he just became a mentor, friend. I worked with him for 10 years as a studio assistant, and that was probably the best job you could have. It was wonderful.
0: So for those of you um, that are listening or watching, if you've been around the campus, you know uh, that you can still see Olin, uh, his influence, and it's definitely evident, um, And, uh, but What many people don't know is the type of person he was in terms of um, I've heard since I've been here, lots of stories of how um, not only would he, you know, mentor somebody like yourself, but he he uh, helped a lot of students along the way anonymously because um, he would hear and find out about, you know, people that were struggling and uh, he would help take care of financial obligations
1: yes yeah he did that and um uh he would you know if he went through the department and he saw that there was a student that needed something uh they would end up having it it was and some of the young folks you know they knew about him uh some of them didn't and um it was just always kind of surprising a pleasant surprise he was just a just a wonderful wonderful person um he, he really cared about all of us and he, and he and he wanted us all to find our own way too
0: you know that's interesting because uh, you know I think that if if he had if I found somebody that was so um special like that um it would be hard not to want to emulate mm-hmm. and, and maybe even <laughs> in a way whether you're conscious or not duplicate what he's doing. Um, how how did you find any difficulty? Uh, it sounds like he was very encouraging, but in terms of uh, separating yourself from not wanting to follow exactly everything that he's doing. Um. Well, we
1: did uh, in so many ways because his respect for material was something that he taught us. Mm-hmm. And so, even in our own direction, as far as the style goes, we were still true to the materials, and we still kind of followed some of those tenets. um, You know, using hand tools instead of everything being powered. Um, uh, He he taught us the basics, and 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 he. He shared so much with us, um, the history, all the different artists from the modern, you know, from early 20th century. Um, he exposed us to those artists and that so he he did inspire us to kind of follow his his way. Um, now, there are some things I've done. Uh, the last show I did at the museum was kind of a. Um, in honor of Olin. So I did a few pieces that were kind of in his style, um, simple, angelic, hmm. you know, nice. Um, but uh, Olin, he, he, he really wanted us to find our own, you know, um, that's the beauty of what he did. I, I had friends from other colleges and they were, um, they were just amazed at how he encouraged us to find our own way, whereas some of their professors wanted them to make little, you know, be clones of the professor. Right.
0: <laughs> it wasn't like
1: that. He wanted us to be ourselves. So he was wonderful.
0: And, and so, um, again, I'm trying to, uh, I want people to have an idea of this, this legacy <laughs> of, um how uh, within that, we have this wonderful legacy, I think, in art here at this university that in your time, uh, tell us a little bit about other memories that you have from that period of time of what it was like to be an art student in the 1980s.
1: Um, well, we were really blessed. Uh, We had just a a wonderful faculty. I know the Austin Peay still has wonderful, you know, professors, but um, I had uh, Flancy Holder as the art historic history teacher. Um, she was just amazing. She would take a a three hour lecture, and it seemed like it was only twenty minutes. It would just like wait, 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 wait. We're not done yet, are we? Come on, give me some more. Um, she was incredible. Um, I had Max Hochstetler, painting teacher. Um, he was just another warm soul. Lewis Burton uh, Olin. You know, all these folks, they were, it was just such a warm kind of place to be. It was wonderful. And then also I was down in the basement and uh, the dungeon. And so it was really kind of fun being down there and not very many people were there. And um, so I could, I could just have a blast, kick up a lot of dust, make a lot of noise.
0: It was great. Yeah. And were there other students that you remember from that period of time that were sort of your cohorts? Um, yeah, there
1: were there were a bunch of them, and I, I there were so many talented students. Um, Tim Blake was one; he was fantastic. Two uh, D painter um, did some beautiful work. Casey was there. Uh, um, peg Harville I, I i don't know if you know peg Harville but uh, um she was a student there at, at that time um she was a blast uh there were it was just a terrific time
0: mm-hmm. so other things that you remember from your time during in austin p as an undergrad that you uh, you know you cherish
1: um
0: well yeah yeah, of
1: course uh we just had a lot of fun i had a a, uh like i said the professors they allowed me to do what i was passionate about um i just produced so much work it was it was i was in heaven i mean it was (laughs) just terrific i mean (laughs) i don't know exactly you know what to
0: say um the whole experience was good. You know. So Mike, when you got, when you were getting uh, towards graduation, did you have a plan? Did you know um, what you were going to do afterwards?
1: Um, no, not really. Uh, you know, I wanted to be an artist, you mm-hmm. know, and take idea and all that, but I also wanted to have everything. I wanted the house. I wanted the car. I wanted the wife, the children, the family, the um, all of that. So it was like, uh, maybe i better find a real job and um so that's when i decided to go back to austin p and get my teaching certification and uh and and then also my youngest son he had to have heart surgery when he was three months old and i was like oh, i've got to get the insurance i can't let my baby's yeah fall ill, you know um and so um I lucked into a job. Well, I actually worked for Austin P for a while uh, as an adjunct professor, I taught out at Fort Campbell. and then um, I worked with Clarksville Academy. and I thought, well, you know, it's not a bad gig. I think uh, I think I'll go back and become a teacher.
0: You know it's interesting that you had mentioned about early in your life that there wasn't many teachers, at you know at the younger level, and 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 you you're kind of in this spot where you're filling that hole. I'm sure you're having that sort of influence. I've seen uh, the number of awards you won, and so the fact that you just kind of think that you've stumbled into education, but you are so successful at that. Did you ever get a, a, an idea like as you said, um, I, maybe I, I I am pretty good at this, and I can pass along my love and and maybe have a little bit of a gift that i can pass on to other people
1: yes um that's one of the reasons why i wanted to to be a teacher i had all this information in my head and a love for art art history all of that and um um i wanted to share that and i also feel that you know uh being an artist being a, a a creative person, you know, I don't want all my students to become artists, but I do want them to open their eyes to see that creativity is important in any kind of job or any kind of situation you're in. So um, I wanted to instill that in the kids. And that's one reason why I'm so blessed that teaching elementary, because elementary is so important, you know, to get those creative juices going and then start some.
0: Because I, I I totally agree with you there, Mike. Because I think so so often that it's not it's just about planting the seed and letting it grow. It may end up that that person becomes an artist, but it may just be that that person loves the and appreciates art, and yeah. that's okay too. It not everybody yes. will be uh, just like we we talk about sometimes with music or um or or theater or any any of the fine arts. Sometimes it's just planting that seed and letting it develop, you know, because that just as it happened for you, somebody was encouraging you and allowing that to continue to grow uh, into making you who you are.
1: Yeah. I, I, it's just kind of a wonderful experience.
0: You know, so yeah. you must see um, in some young people along the way, that all of a sudden, like a flower blooming, that they the art is coming alive for them, and that's a return gift for you as well.
1: It is immensely so. I mean, I, I I've had contact with so many students, former students, and and they've expressed those kind of feelings. You know, you know, Mr. Andrews, you got me going on this, and, and now they're graphic artists. They're um, they're working in you know different artistic creative fields. And then also there's some that um, that get in contact with me, not because of the art per se, but because I care about them. And right. they remembered some things that helped them later in life. And so, you know, touching young people in this way is just really kind of a blessing. It's amazing.
0: Absolutely, I try to remind our professors all the time here that that uh, we have so many touches with people, um, and you don't know. No, exactly. you don't. yeah, you don't. You don't know that the encouraging word, the support that you've given, the feedback in some way, uh, how that's mm-hmm. going to turn somebody's life in a positive way. That's right.
1: Yeah, and it can be some of the simplest things. Just you know, just a little. I care about you. I, I, uh, um, I, you know, I I took the time to listen to you in the morning when you came in. I, you know, whatever.
0: It's, do you think that? And and I just this just came to me randomly. Did you ever get a real a chance to say to Olin um, to let him know? Do you think he knew the sort of impact he was having on other people?
1: Yes, yes. Um, Like I said, I worked with Olin for 10 years and then uh, my son worked with him for about 10 years as well. My oldest boy. Okay. And so we kept in contact and we would hang out sometimes. And yeah, he knew how important he was to me, my family. and, um, And yeah, we did discuss how he motivated and how he inspired so many
0: people. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great because I know that there's an effort that we um, are trying to do some uh scholarship in and mm-hmm. and I hope that people that are watching or listening to this will also consider um, providing support for that because um, again, an important figure here on the Austin P campus right Yeah, the
1: Olin Bryant scholarship fund we're trying trying to help it trying to keep that you know uh, legacy alive
0: absolutely so people other people will will know about his impact. Um, let's talk a little bit about Mike Andrews the artist. Um, and again what I really love about um, what I've seen from your work and and uh, one of the things that uh, I was going to bring up is uh, just before we we began recording you partnered with um, Charlie Faust at the the Foundry. Um, to do some work where uh, was it reclaiming or was it uh, you know taking uh, material that had been uh, wooden material from the uh, foundry and then repurposing it? Yeah
1: um, yeah, that was that was really kind of something that was exciting. Um, these are all wooden patterns for casting metal, right So the the patterns are made out of wood, um, They're impressed into sand, then removed from the sand, and then they pour the the iron, the metal into it. Um, These things were things that his father had collected. He just, you know, some of them were just incredibly beautiful and uh, made out of mahogany and old pine and just really interesting shapes. Well, Charlie's father started collecting them. He just couldn't get rid of them. And then Charlie started collecting them and um charlie uh he wanted one for his house and so i took a whole bunch of those patterns and took them to his uh garage two-car garage good size space and came up with some projects and now they're hanging in his house so um because of that you know he wanted to have the, the primo pieces for his you know for his sculpture. So after we made those, um then uh he let me work with the rest of them. So I have a bunch of those patterns in my studio, uh in my shed in a tent by my house. So I, <laughs> and uh so yeah it was it was terrific. And and these things are just unbelievable. I mean these are uh old world craftsmen. Mm-hmm that made these patterns. And so they're just put together beautifully. Um, So it was really kind of a fun, fun kind of thing. It was a a Louise Nevelson kind of uh, experience. I don't know if you know her work, but uh, she did a lot of things with wood and patterns and things like that as well. And so it was, it was pretty cool.
0: Well, the first time I, I visited Charlie at the foundry I saw one of your artworks. I did not know about you. I did not know who produced it, but Charlie said, this is, this is, uh, I had somebody that made this and this is an unbelievable. And I looked at, I just couldn't stop looking at it because it's uh, it's interesting from afar, but it's interesting as you can continue to get close up and figure out how did this come to be? It was, is right there in his lobby area. Yeah. And, um, and then I found out that you produced it and uh it, it just it's fascinating to me that again um that this continues now you talk about your studio that you continue to do things um so talk what are you working on uh recently what if what if where are you sort of finding your um your products being how is that coming to be
1: um uh i'm usually working on quite a few pieces at a time uh, okay i have uh a few stone pieces. I just finished a, uh, a walnut piece. It's a female figure. Um, I'm finishing up on another walnut piece. It's about three, three and a half feet. Uh, it's a mother and child. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm keeping busy and, and still producing. Um, it's kind of nice. You know, when the kids were young, I, I was really working hard to, uh, to feed the bulldog, uh, mm-hmm. make money to make sure that everything was taken care of and all that. Well, now um, in the last, I guess, 10 years, it's, it's been, uh, I'm just making things for myself. You know, um, if somebody's interested in it, fine, but you know, I'm not taking commissions or anything like that. I'm just feeding the soul. Oh, nice. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always working on something. If I'm not, Then I won't be around anymore.
0: (laughs) Well, another thing that I appreciate is you continue to also uh, provide your time to different community uh, groups, a number of different groups that you have um, uh, supported that keep art alive in the county as well. Um, And, um, you know, I, I... I'm sure your time, as you said, you know, you've got you've got your job as an educator. You're trying to produce your own artwork. You've got your family time. And and why do you carve out time for uh, other like a community group?
1: Um, I just feel like that's important. Uh, you know, the community given so much to me and uh, mm-hmm. my, you know, children. And um, I have the opportunity. I, I have. You know some knowledge that I feel like is is um, advantageous for these groups. You know the ad hoc art committee. uh, um, You know the Olin Bryant thing. Uh, I was on the city art commission. Um, These things I think are important, and I I want I want to be part of it. But also, I want um, I want it to represent our community. And so because this is such an important place for me, I mean, this is where my wife and I decided we wanted to raise our family. Yeah. Um. I want to I want to Um. I want to help in any way I can. I mean, I don't have a lot of money, but I do have some time, so I'll be happy to give some of that.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, Mike, one of the things that I'm just kind of putting together here. You you say you moved when you were 15, and and did you ever kind of get a sense like this is really where I'm going to put my roots down? And uh, you know, it's 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 a it's a great place. I mean, I'm, my wife and I are finding it to be a great place. But um, the fact that it's become home for you, um, well, at
1: that age, no, I didn't think that way, but. Uh the older I got. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess I was early twenties. Uh, it was like, yeah, I like the pace. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, you know, in Germany, my mother's from Munich, you know, it's a big city, uh, lots of stuff going on. I love it there, but I couldn't live there. (laughs) (laughs) I love being out here in the country. Um, waking up to the bird songs, uh, you know, um, pretty much being a safe community for my children to grow up in. Um,
0: I, you know, I, it's,
1: it just, we just love it here. You know, it's well, I
0: do appreciate that you, you have a sense of that you are blessed and, and you're, you're very humble about your uh, about all the things that you do. I've, I've had to do a little bit of outside digging to make sure they give you the justice you deserve. For um, because you know you just to let the the listeners and the viewers know you were also selected by um, the art and design folks here for alumni of the year one year, which was um, a a nice recognition as well.
1: That was that was pretty amazing. That was I was um, I was really kind of shocked because there's so many talented. People that came from Austin P. and I was like, "Wow, I'm not worthy." You know, <laughs> it was it was amazing. Yes.
0: So, um, Mike, we always like to end our, our interviews with uh, recommendations that you might have for students because you know you are somebody again that's uh, helping to influence and direct young people into um, this this subject area. So, what kind of things would you have for a college student, though? Um.
1: You know, uh, a lot of times people go for money and that's important. You've got to feed yourself, feed the belly, but uh, love what you do. Mm. Find your own way, you know, um, be yourself and yeah, you know, look ahead, make sure that, that you can survive and that you can take care of what you, you need to do. but. Most of all, feed the soul. Know what you want and go for it. And don't be afraid to make mistakes. That's (laughs) good gracious. You know, we learn from them. That's right. We learn more from them. So just do the best to be yourself.
0: Well, well said. I appreciate that. And it's a good reminder for people of all ages that you don't (laughs) have to (laughs) be (laughs) perfect. Yeah. Well, it's great catching up with you on the podcast, Mike. Thanks for being our our guest this week.
1: Thank you so much. Um, I had a good time. Uh, I I hope it didn't sound too silly, but uh, (laughs) you get what you get.
0: (laughs) You get what you get. That's right. (laughs) And thanks to all of our viewers and listeners out there for checking out the podcast. We hope you will join us again as we continue to profile some of the outstanding alumni here in the College of Arts and Letters. At Austin P. State University. So until next time, stay safe, take care, and God bless.